0: all right before we start this podcast today let's make sure that you're part of the I am salt lake facebook group even if you think that you're already part of it go double check just type in I am salt slash group or do a search for I Am Salt Lake Community inside of Facebook, double check, make sure you're part of the community, come talk, let's socialize on social media, let's be friends. Today on episode 422, we get to sit down and we get to chat with Chief Executive Officer and President of Planned Parenthood of Utah, Carrie Galloway. You know, it was truly an honor to bring Carrie into our podcast studio and get to sit down with her and find out more about uh, Planned Parenthood and what the last thirty plus years has looked like for Carrie. Can you believe that she's been with Planned Parenthood for over thirty years? Such a great lady, such a great conversation. We're going to get into that in just a moment, but let's quickly introduce ourselves. Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris Hollifield. You can follow my uh, shenanigans, my antics, my personal life on Instagram
1: at Chris Hollifield, and my name's Chrissy Hollifield. and if you want no pressure, you can follow me on my personal Instagram at Lady Salt Lake. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be asking yourself what it's all about. Well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people in Salt Lake City, Utah. We get to talk to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners breweries, distilleries, food truck owners, so many people, and really anyone that might have a cool story to share.
0: All right, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. Hey, remember, when you support our awesome sponsors, you're directly supporting this
1: podcast. So the Love Promise program is what makes Subaru and Mark Miller Subaru so special.
0: The Love Promise means being more than just a car company. It's Mark Miller Subaru's vision to show love and respect to all people at every interaction with Subaru. Mark Miller Subaru is dedicated to making the world a better place.
1: And Subaru of America actually selected Mark Miller Subaru as the country's 2018 Love Promise Retailer of the Year.
0: So awesome, because this is the most distinguished award Subaru of America awards each year, and it's only given to one Subaru retailer throughout the entire country.
1: Mark Miller Subaru was selected for this award because of Mark Miller Subaru's unique and strategic approach to supporting charitable causes right here in Utah. While Mark Miller Subaru has donated a sizable amount of money over the years, that's not all they do. Mark Miller Subaru develops deep and meaningful partnership with charities to make real change in our community.
0: So whether you're buying a car at Mark Miller Subaru or just simply getting a little bit of service done, you're helping Mark Miller Subaru leave a mark on the lives of others in our local Salt Lake City community.
1: And no matter what part of the valley you live on, Mark Miller Subaru has two convenient locations for you to visit. There's Mark Miller Subaru Midtown at 3535 South State Street in Salt Lake City. This is the one that Chris and I personally use for all of our Subaru needs. And Mark Miller Subaru Southtown at 10920 State Street in Sandy.
0: All right, this week's challenge is to go test drive a Subaru today. Go drive one of the Imprezas, one of the Outbacks. I think you're going to love it because I couldn't imagine living here in Utah without our Impreza.
1: Yeah, you can't not love a Subaru. So again, go visit them in their Midtown or Southtown locations. And many thanks again to Mark Miller Subaru for supporting this episode of the podcast.
0: All right. I think we're ready to get into that conversation with Carrie Galloway. This is good, you guys. Pay attention because we were truly lucky to have Carrie here in our podcast studio. We're truly lucky to have Carrie living in our city. So enjoy this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. A fun question I've asked a lot of people that come through here is, what did their
2: childhood smell like? Ooh, smell like. You know, that's a great question, Chris, because I grew up on a lake in Wisconsin, and it was a shallow lake, so it was a fertile lake, and we grew a lot of algae in the summer. And as kids, I'm the oldest of six, there were times we didn't even want to go in the lake because there would be ooblick in the lake and things like that. And now that I live in an arid state of Utah, sometimes I pass like while I'm hiking some standing water and I get that smell of fertile water. It has a unique smell to it. And I think of my childhood. And so it's the type of thing that I think of. And I also grew up in an area where there were a lot of um, paper factories. And they have a lot of offshoots that doesn't come out of a smokestack. It comes yeah. out of sludge. And you could smell caucana sometimes. Or you could smell another neighboring community, depending on the wind blowing.
0: Now, what what town did you grow up in in Wisconsin?
2: I grew up in Nina, Wisconsin, and you see that word a lot on the bottom of Kleenex boxes, okay, or tampon boxes, okay, because that's where Kimberly Clark started, and that's say, where yeah their patent comes from also manhole covers because we had a foundry in Nina that makes manhole covers for the entire world. And people will sometimes let me know that they were in another country and they saw a manhole cover that came from Nina, Wisconsin.
0: So where is that located compared to where you, you know, grew up? in I know of
1: Nina because I actually wrote to Kimberly Clark when I was in high school or like <laughs> middle school to do anyway, science project. I grew up in Economawak. Oh, Oh, yeah. So, but big lake town, when you were talking about lakes, that's all I could think of. Well, was, you had Lake Michigan. But yeah, pretty close down by Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. The, the town I grew up in is mostly lakes with strips of land through them. Oh, so it's neat. like, it's really, oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful Wisconsin's town. beautiful though. Do you yes. get, do you get back very often? I do. Yeah. I the do.
2: mosquitoes are a nightmare. <laughs> yes, that's, they are. It's a nice way to live in Utah outside in the evening. You don't get eaten alive. Yeah. You're you're not afraid to go outside in the summer. Yeah, it's great. It
0: <laughs> is. So did Planned Parenthood bring you to no. Utah then? Or what brought you to Utah?
2: My husband at the time and I were coming west to backpack, to ski. Um, and we decided we wanted to live out here for a while. Yeah. And uh, he was in computers and started working back at Sperry, which is now Unisys, I think.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Um, So how many years ago was this? The late 70s.
0: Wow. Salt Lake City in Utah must have been a completely different place back then. Oh,
2: yeah, because I had been living in Madison, Wisconsin, Yeah, which is like the party central USA. Well, and it was (laughs) also in the late 60s when I went to school at the University of Wisconsin. You know, as a freshman, you went out and fought the National Guard and they had guns and you had a kerchief to put over your nose when they did the tear gas. Huh. Yeah. So it's probably really It different. was a really stupid way to live. But you were young and that's what you did. So how did you get
0: involved with Planned Parenthood then? Let's jump right. I mean, there's tons to talk uh, about with Planned Parenthood. So that's kind of why I want to jump right into this. Yeah. Is that okay, Chrissy? That's yeah. great. Yeah, I love yeah. it.
2: I love it. We were thinking about having children. Okay. You know, being a gal of the 60s, I had lived communally. And, you know, it was kind of selfish to have kids of your own. Maybe you should co-parent mm-hmm. or adopt. And so Planned Parenthood at that time had a great community class in options in parenthood. And they brought in all sorts of people, people of notoriety, Didi Cordini's parents. Oh, wow. He was a minister. She was a wonderful woman, and they talked about how they did or didn't plan their family. Other people in the community talked about how they made those decisions or they just happened and how they flexed their life to live with them. And it was a class of about six couples, and most of us made it through to the end. And at that time, we decided to make our own babies but i my background's in elementary education i didn't really like public schools and um there was an opening at Planned Parenthood when we finished the class and i applied for it, it was in the education department i wasn't their first choice but the first choice wouldn't take it cuz of the salary but i would and and i um, bet you they're glad they brought you on well, now right I've been there ever since 1981. Wow. That's so great. You know, it was interesting to grow up professionally in an organization that I had such a passion for because as I was growing up, it was the time when it was, you know, free love and daisies in your hair and all of that sort of stuff, and I can remember – learning how to be a model or a sample person for the medical school, for teaching new doctors how to do pelvic exams. I had a passion for women's health and teaching people how to do it the right way. So it was the right thing to have happen, to move here to a community that operated so differently from the community I came from, to be able to use my skills, my thoughtfulness, my passion to create a better world for women and families, navigating hard decisions of family planning in a state that didn't really support family planning. Yeah, you know, it's all about having big families, right. right? And and you need to search out someone who could respect your individual questioning, wanting to take more time to plan your family, wanting to be more circumspect. You know, it was just the perfect marriage for me, and I've been with them since 81. And um, I became the director in 89 or 87, I can't remember. And so, you know, when I joined Planned Parenthood, we were a small organization. Now we're about up to $12 million organization, eight clinics, comprehensive in our services that we provide to Utah. And I personally can feel like I'm making a difference in the community I live in. Mm-hmm. and um, I've been lucky that I've been able to make a difference.
0: Yeah. It, it must be tough though. Planned Parenthood in Utah, it must be a tough state or is that, but you is know, that an unfair
1: no, question? Oh, that's not <laughs> unfair at all. Cause they don't teach, they don't teach sex education in the school system here. It's that's one of my things. that's like, Oh my gosh, why aren't you teaching kids? And I'm personally super grateful for Planned Parenthood because we have daughters who are growing oh. up and, it's a great resource for education you know i've I went uh with one of my daughters and met a doctor there, and we talked through everything and she was just so awesome you know oh, good. it's shame free mm-hmm. it's just
2: it's it's an amazing place, you know when people say, Oh, that must be a lonely job in Utah, there are challenges here, yeah, but there are different challenges. some of my colleagues face the nastiest protesters out in front of their health centers. And they have such a... Here in Utah? No, no, no. In other parts of the the country. You know, they face such horribleness in protecting their clients and their staff. Here, we have to be totally on guard for those who want to erode or put roadblocks in people's way to actualize their decisions about creating families. But we follow the rules pretty much, and we have a polite society here. And I happen to enjoy the challenge of coming up against people who think differently and helping them see that the most important thing we all have to have is compassion for people to be able to actualize their lives the way they see fit. As long as they're not breaking any rules. Um, Families are so important. They take so much effort, so much money, so much emotional stress, and we need to do everything we can to empower families to do it the way they want, because a strong family makes a strong community. Exactly. So in that way, no matter how hard it gets, I feel good about what Planned Parenthood is doing for the youth, for the adults, for the health care professionals in helping train them how to provide the most compassionate and authentic care to their clients.
0: Now, this is the 50th year of Planned Parenthood in Utah, but not the 50th, like they've been around in general longer.
2: We've been around for about a hundred and three, hundred and five years.
0: And they just didn't go to all the states at right. first? Or...
2: Because it's a grassroots effort. It's a federated model. So Planned Parenthood of Utah is a separate corporation, but we get our trademark from our national organization. We get our med malpractice. But with that, we also get our rules and regulations as to how to practice medicine. We share responsibilities. We do electoral work locally in Utah. The national group does it nationally. Um, we share the load, but it was in oh, seventy one or sixty nine. It started a delightful young woman in at home from Mills College. Here,
0: this is the, how it came to Utah. It this okay? In yeah, Utah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Joan Draper who has just joined Planned Parenthood's board of directors this year because she's moved back to Utah after retirement. But she came home from Mills College, and her summer project was to work on community organizing. Uh And she went to her parents' friends who were in the business community and at the University of Utah, and she helped them organize an affiliate of Planned Parenthood here in Utah.
1: Was that a huge challenge
2: for her? Well, she's a dynamic woman. She must be. I'd love to t- meet her. Oh, yeah. She, excuse me. She's just a delightful woman. Um, but she retired from law practice in DC and returned here to Utah and has joined us on the board. And, um, it's always fun living the old times with her, but, um, we started in Planned parenthood and we incorporated in uh 70 or 71 so this makes it our 50th year and as i've been saying to board and staff we need to determine what we're going to be now that we're grown up you know mm-hmm. and so we're looking at our next 50 years how to structure ourselves to make the most of the the new world that we're living in and um You know, it's just wonderful being part of the movement.
0: It's an exciting time to be alive right now. There's a lot of things changing. We're shifting a lot of laws and regulations with all kinds of things going Mm -hmm. on. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Momentum Electric, which you can find at MomentumElectricSLC.com. Momentum Electric is your local Salt Lake City electrical company with over 10 years of experience from Kevin and his team. At Momentum, you can always trust their employees in the work that they do, some of the services that they offer. All right, maybe you need to add some wall outlets. Momentum Electric can do that. Maybe you want to change out some can lighting. They can do that. Maybe you want to change out devices. Well, Momentum Electric can do that. Maybe you want to uh, change out your electrical panel and service equipment at your house. Well, Momentum Electric can do that. Or, hey, did you get yourself a Tesla or a brand new electric vehicle and you need to get one of those fancy EV chargers? Well, Momentum Electric can do that for you. If it has to do with electrical, chances are Momentum Electric can help you out. Momentum believes in following the National Electric Code and doing the finest work to make your home more beautiful and more efficient. Momentum Electric has fair pricing and they'll never try and sell you on something that you don't need or doesn't work for your situation. They're always going to listen to your needs and help to solve your issues in the best way possible. Momentum will always treat you with the utmost respect because they want to create a lifelong relationship with you. Their website, MomentumElectricSLC.com, go visit it or better yet, you can just give Kevin a call 801-580-2430 so he can give you an estimate for your job. Again, the website MomentumElectricSLC.com or just give Kevin a call 801-580-2430. And many thanks to Momentum Electrical for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's talk about this gala though. Before before I forget to bring it up, uh you guys are doing at the end of March. What I'm gonna let you just share all the details of it, like the date, the time, where it's at, what it's gonna be, and so on and so forth.
2: Well, our plan is to celebrate all year long. Well, sure, of course. (laughs) Of course you gotta celebrate. (laughs) And I mean, we we have a, a board. We have incredible financial supporters and donors to Planned Parenthood who raise incredible funds to subsidize all the other services we provide. We also have 7,000 ambassadors who have signed up to be public supporters of Planned Parenthood. They choose how they do it. But they have materials sent to them, talking points on how to talk to their family, to their neighbors, to their community organizations. So we're looking at celebrating all year long with the public as well as the interior people who support Planned Parenthood. But every organization has to do a gala. Of course. Because somebody (laughs) wants to put on good clothes and go to a gala (laughs) and eat Questionable food, even though ours will be just fine. And see all their friends and talk about why they support the movement that they're gala over. And we have an incredible board member, Mike Aguilar. Yeah, great who, guy. Who who loves planning parties. And so I mean plan hours. And he's got friends galore. And this is really a community project. He's brought his friends, they've brought their friends. They've all got different jobs. They're all gathering the um items for the auctions. They're planning games that people can play like what kind of games games of chance okay that you can put down ten dollars i I was thinking like twister or (laughs) (laughs) that may be fun that may be it um there's tossing things through holes okay okay popping balloons yeah you could be on the committee chris
0: it's tempting
2: I don't know that anyone's brought up Twister yet, (laughs) (laughs) but we are really looking forward to celebrating in the gala way. At the end of March, after the legislative session, when everyone's had a chance to take a breath, the last Saturday in March on the 28th, we're gathering. And it will be fun. Um, Where's it going to be at? You know, that's a good question. We lost our first venue because, you know, if you don't have some bumps in the road. Uh, then you're not really alone. You're not doing right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're not yeah. really uh, digging in on this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, while I was at a meeting in Denver this week, Mike called and said, you know, we're not going to be able to use our first event center, but we found another one. So this is a new event center, and it's on Sixth South and West Temple, and I haven't seen it yet. Hmm. I what's I it, what's the name where of that it? that would be?
0: Is I, it the Infinity Event Center? No, 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 it's
2: it's a new modern event center. No, that's not really. It. This isn't fair to your listeners. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we I'll, don't know well, where we're going. Let me. I'm going to I'll I'll I'm going to here. It. Carrie is. There I'm gonna, a website. I'm going to put a link.
0: At IamSaltLake.com with this episode, we have like little links and show notes and stuff like that. That way, people can go there and uh, get the exact website so they because to buy some tickets, right?
2: Because so they can come and support it. They certainly can. Yeah. But these community um, supporters who are planning this know that a gala comes with the fancy clothes and the big ticket price. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Planned Parenthood supporters. Don't want to pay the big ticker price. So they are incorporating a, a glow event that starts after the gala, and that information could also be on the link because okay. we have a website, and that's going to be like a $25 event.
0: Do you know more about that or no? I don't. Okay. Okay.
2: It's just going to be awesome, right? Yeah. Well. There could be bands, But
0: proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. Proceeds yeah, yeah, yeah. go to
2: Planned Parenthood. There will be transportation from people who come to the gala, okay. who want to be taken to the next event. I mean, they could go on all night long and celebrate good sex. Responsible sex, safe sex, and Planned Parenthood. Hey, I like sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
0: to be honest really with is. you, right? Like, like, you know, but it, it is important, uh, you know, I mean, the, yeah.
1: It is really important, was, especially with like a lot of people don't think of Planned Parenthood in terms of family planning like you've been discussing. And I think that that's a really important way to look at it because so many people are not ready and they you know, kind of accidentally have families and then the kids suffer because the adults weren't prepared to know how to handle everything.
2: And so it's really good to kind of plan and know what you're getting into and have the resources. Well, I have to say, as we started speaking about this, and you know my passion for education and how I started at Planned Parenthood, one of the things I'm incredibly proud of is Planned Parenthood of Utah thoroughly invests in education programs. And we pilot programs that are being tested with fidelity in other Pine Parenthoods throughout the country using national money to look at. We've got some a great program called Teen Council, and Teen Council is a leadership training program for high school kids for how to work with your peers in helping them understand consent for sexuality, to understand how to protect themselves, how to have responsible and authentic relationships with their friends. And they also learn how to talk to younger kids because they do STD prevention and consent programs in middle school, because you think about talking about sex, you'd rather talk to it about a young person than talk to him. About your parents. Who wants to talk to them Nobody wants to do that. (laughs) Like, what do parents know anyway about sex? They only had it once to have me. And that's, you know, that's the end of it. Yeah. Well,
0: And we're lucky. I mean, without getting into a ton of detail. I mean, Mm -hmm. our kids come and talk to us. I'm grateful for that. And that's what's so
1: interesting is I was never comfortable talking about sex my whole life. Very, very uncomfortable. And it's been interesting as my kids, our kids have grown that they really want to talk about it and like, discuss and ask me questions and so it's it's been very interesting for me to learn how to open up and discuss and it's been it's been kind of a cool experience you know i don't think it should be a hard topic to talk it shouldn't about. be but i think you know the generations up until now it was wasn't it it was kind of ooh, don't talk about it if you ignore it it won't happen or uh, if they you get know,
0: pregnant send them to the uncle's farm you yeah. know so nobody knows and, and right? we're uh, we're
1: making a cultural shift where you said like especially that you're teaching consent i mean that's a new concept and it shouldn't be (laughs) but
0: it is is.
2: i mean you know i mean it wasn't talked about until what the last five years maybe it certainly has been talked about the last five years with the me too movement Mm -hmm. people are realizing that unless you affirmatively give consent you have no right
0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Salt Lake City Dreadlock
1: Shop. The Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop's mission is to make Utah cool one dreadlock at a time while offering a clean, affordable, and professional experience filled with love and understanding. They actually offer a clean dreadlock knotting service. Clean dreads are a crochet method. No wax, no gross internet neglect dreads. Have you always wanted dreadlocks but didn't know where to start? These are the guys to go to. They're amazing. They are so wonderful. I actually went the other week and I got my hair done by them and they are incredible. They give you all the information you need. You feel like you're with a family while you're talking to them. They I look mean, so
0: great on you, by the way. Oh,
1: thank you. I really like them. I love them so much. And you know, it's just a great experience. Great people. If you want to try to get a free consultation and see what it will cost for you, you can text them a picture of your hair at 801-824-8298. You can include what you're thinking and include your name, and wait for a response. They'll text you back as soon as they can, and they are so helpful. I have never had a better experience trying to get more understanding of what I want to do. It really, really was great. I genuinely recommend them to everybody. So you can visit them at slcdreads.com, go stop by at 1528 South State Street in Salt Lake City, Utah, or text them at 801 824 8298 and they will respond and answer all of your questions in the most kind and friendly way possible. And thank you to Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop for sponsoring this episode of the podcast.
0: We asked our Facebook group, Carrie, I want to get into some of these questions. We've got a few questions. Michael actually submitted a question oh, for the conversation. <laughs> uh, we have a Facebook group, which I urge everybody listening to join. Uh, it's I Am Salt Lake Community on Facebook. You can get to it really easy. I Am slash group, I think it is. And that will forward you to the Facebook group. I think so. So Michael's question here, Carrie, is what does the loss of Title X funding a result of the Trump-Pence administration mean to Planned Parenthood Association of Utah and the patients PPAU serves. Oh, that's a big question.
2: It is. I don't understand any of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the first thing it's Title Ten. Oh, Title it's Ten, Roman Title X. Yeah. Oh, okay, Title X. Ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you would not be the first person to say it that way. You bet. <laughs> it is a public health program started in. The, um, I think, Nixon administration, George Bush Sr. was one of the leaders of the program, and it was a realization that young, healthy women didn't really need comprehensive health care, but they needed health care that spoke to reproductive health, because they may be having sex, which could result in, in kids, and they may not be ready for it. And so the public health system of the federal government started Title X. And it was, as you can tell from the names I threw out of Nixon and Bush, it was a bipartisan program. It was designed Good public health program. And it's as it's been evaluated over the years, it has been noted to be the most successful public health program of the 20th century because of the deep value it gives to not only healthcare, but creating families. And um, it has become so politicized over its time and to the point where. One thing the Trump administration has done has whittled away at this program to the point that now an organization in California that does not even believe in birth control has money to provide family planning services. What they provide is natural family planning,
1: like would, the moon and
2: the, yeah, yeah. the rhythm method, uh, yes. uh, um, fertility awareness method, cervical mucus testing to know when your days are fertile. And they provide the abortion reversal pill, which has turned out to be a very dangerous. What, what uh, is that? Abortion I've never, reversal. I've never heard of there this. There are some people who believe that if you interrupt a medical abortion, way through that you can stop an abortion from happening it's does that f- just result in very um, for, for some women it results in extreme bleeding and problems yeah you know it's it's not good science right but you know i I, I digress. Title Ten has been an incredible program yeah. for all these years, but they have politicized it so much that we could no longer accept the money. We have been recipients of Title X here in Utah. The sole grantee, because of laws in the state, has not allowed the health department to apply for it because they don't provide services confidentially to minors. And this program believes that if a teen needs family planning services, they should be able to get them. If you would refer a woman or let a woman know that abortion is legal, you can't have Title X funds. And Planned Parenthood of Utah refuses to lie to women to not provide them all the options. We have never in all the years that we've had Title X, ever misused a dime of that money, using it inappropriately, because we have audits every year, audits by the federal government, private auditors, most all of the Title X grantees have been clean and with fidelity with that money. But the Trump administration has just screwed everything up. <laughs> and one of the things they're screwing up is the uh, Title X program. Oh, um, of our $12 million budget, it was a little over $2 million. So you took a big hit with we that. We took yeah, a big hit. Yeah. And we have had to redesign our business model because we are still committed to be the lowest cost provider for people. To be able to realize their family planning medical needs. And so we are working on working with those donors I spoke so fondly of a little while ago to help make up as much money as possible. And I have to say we have very good business practices at Planned Parenthood of Utah. When a dollar comes through us, it cries. It gets stretched so tightly. We are still seeing people. We are asking them to share in the cost. And I'll admit, our accounts receivable are going up. And as Mike knows, as a board member, we've got tough decisions we're going to have to make as we look at what our clients can share with us. But we have incredible donors. Yeah, They're stepping up. We're using their money the best we can. I'm sure some people are afraid to come now because we have to ask. We have to ask for a $10 copay. We have to say, you know, we can only slide this test or this method of contraception so far. And we put them on payment plans. We do our best to make sure that when they come in to see us they leave with what they need to reach their goals and their family planning um the,
0: and the cost of healthcare is just getting ridiculous it and it, it shouldn't be so expensive like to, for for these things that you guys offer you know it, it well, should be affordable in, to everybody
1: yeah and Planned Parenthood is amazing they really from, from my experience just this year with you guys Everyone's been so helpful. They tell you upfront exactly what to expect. If you want this test, if you want that, how much it will cost, they, they'll run your insurance and let you know what's going to go on first before you even have to go in. It's incredible. I mean, way better than any doctor's office I've ever talked to.
2: Well, one thing I've enjoyed with having the ACA available and we work with, I think, all Utah insurance companies. We have contracts with them all. They don't always pay. Oh, you know, well, if it's not covered under your plan. Oh, right. You right. know, just because you have an insurance card doesn't mean everything's going to be covered. Yeah. And you have to meet those deductibles, but it's been, you know, real rewarding to help people who've never had an insurance card before to help them figure out how to use it. Yeah. That it's better for them to work on their deductible. So that if something happens, it will kick in and work for them. And we do the best we can. Yeah. It has, Micah's right about bringing it up, it has made it very difficult for us to serve patients the way we've always done it and the way we want to. We can't say to people anymore, you'll get everything you need and... um. It'll be free if you don't have money. Yeah. Money will have to exchange hands. Now mention your website,
0: because people can go there to donate money too, right? Certainly I mean, what's plan. what's the website?
2: Planned Parenthood.
0: Um, uh, plan. what is it? I should know this. I'll put it at Iamsaltlake.com. How How's great. that sound, Carrie? At Iamsaltlake.com with this episode uh, and we'll mention it again obviously at the end of it. Uh, but go donate a couple of bucks, you know? Give up coffee <laughs> for a month or something. Help Planned Parenthood out, right? And
1: you can go to plannparenthood.org and then find the
2: Salt Lake Health Center right for it. So yeah. and you know, we've been doing, you know, creative stuff to make it easier for people to um get health care. I don't know if Your listeners will remember a number of years ago, the legislature felt that it was necessary for women to wait 72 hours after they received state-mandated information about an abortion to be able to have an abortion, which when your only abortion providers are in Salt Lake, it means that if you're outside of Salt Lake, You'd have to make two trips to get state-mandated information and then go home and come back. And we were incredibly fortunate at Planned Parenthood to make friends with an, a fantastic entrepreneur who had created a platform for um, telemedicine. And he worked with us so that we could obey the law Letter and mission of the law that people had a face to face conversation with an approved health care provider to receive their state mandated information on a desktop or a handheld, and they could get that information and not have to come to Salt Lake twice. Hmm. And you know, that to me is a way where technology can work so well with health care to make it easier and less costly for people, even though the legislature thought that a woman needed 72 hours from receiving information before she could actualize her decision. We wanted to make sure that it didn't prevent her from actualizing her decision.
0: Interesting. Next question here uh, from the Facebook group, Carrie. Nicole wants to know, who are their favorite lawmakers to work with? That's a big question.
2: I hate to say it, but it's been the Dems who have been easier to understand the sensitive nature of reproductive health care.
0: Why do you hate to say it? Why? Well, I mean, that's a given. It should be a given, right?
2: No, there's no reason that Republicans couldn't be Compassionate, well, true mm-hmm. about families and the needs for people to be able to actualize their dreams, but it's just been the Dems, but we have enjoyed working with them over the years. Rebecca Chavez-Hauck probably comes to mind most quickly for me, because she is one of those legislators for so many years who just. Looked at the people. She was really working for all the people in all of her legislation. Um, and not just her reproductive health care championships, but for people to be able to register to vote, to be able to actualize their dying wishes for all forms of health care. She was a champion of, um, the underdog. And those who had money and were in power. So she for me for me would be my one of my champions. Now what if somebody here listening say they, they moved to
0: Salt Lake and they're in Utah and they want to start getting involved with Planned Parenthood since when we're talking about lawmakers and, and, and whatnot? Maybe they want to get involved uh more on uh political and with the lawmakers. What would you recommend? How would you recommend them to start? I mean just contact you at Planned Parenthood or they somebody could, at Planned Parenthood i guess
2: PlannedParenthood.org dot org and then it's just go volunteer and... start you can start there just to get the history yeah. what we believe, who we educated programs we do. you can flip over to the political side, see who we support yeah how to get involved. You could become an ambassador, get an ambassador kit, learn how to talk to your family and friends. We have training programs for volunteers. We had a delightful for our ambassadors evening of craft your liberation last week for um celebrating Roe versus Wade day. And it was at the Creative octopus, Mm -hmm. and uh, they just had a delightful evening together, stitching and talking. There are so many ways to get involved in Planned Parenthood.
0: How do you keep your spirits up? I mean, there's so much, like, I have a hard time watching the news, staying up on the news, staying up on that because there's so much negativity and there's so much BS out there. And uh, I'm sure, especially with Planned Parenthood, a lot of stuff doesn't happen the way you want it to happen.
2: Mm -hmm. And it it must be hard to keep fighting.
0: How do you keep smiling, Carrie? You seem like a happy person.
2: Lately, I've been saying I'm drinking way too much, but I'm trying to stop that. (laughs) There's nothing
0: wrong with a drink once in a while though, right? Uh,
2: Nice scotch. But for me, (laughs) it's the creativity of thinking about how to make the right thing happen. That gets my spirits going. The people I work with, I couldn't work with better people, you know, no matter how hard I try. The legislators, the collaborative groups who are working on legislation to restrict our rights for the next, we've done five days, 40 days, are incredibly creative, fun people to work with. The heart and the soul. Of the people who are attracted to the Planned Parenthood mission are fun people. They like helping people. The donors are humble. And for many of them, they give till it hurts. I find them to be such heroes. And as I look at people who listen to our arguments sometimes at the legislature, Every once in a while, I see that some people go, yeah, maybe you got a point.
0: Those are really nice moments too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you celebrate, right?
2: Well, I do. And how do you uh, celebrate
0: with some scotch?
2: Well, I'm not a real good celebrator to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I move on to the next thing that's sitting there, but, um, you know, it's the people. Yeah. It's the people I get to work with. It's doing things like this today.
0: Well, even, I mean, like you said, it is, it, this is really fun. I mean, it's fun oh, to yeah. meet people and, and uh, share your story, share what drives you, your passion. I mean, I could feel it from you. I mean, well,
2: I know that the people from what you've told me who listen to your podcast are people I've probably never met before and that I won't get to chat with. And so you've provided mm-hmm. a vehicle for them to hear someone talk about Planned Parenthood in a very positive manner because there's a lot to be positive about. And so, hey, you know, I'll leave here and I'll feel pretty good. And, uh, you know, that makes my life round and whole and all of that sort of stuff.
0: And that that leads us to the next question here from Brittany, uh, one of our big listeners, right? She's always... Has
2: fun she always questions. She has the best questions. Uh,
0: she wants to know, what do you wish everyone would, kn- you know, knew about Planned Parenthood?
2: My gut reaction is that we are so much more than abortion. Because for so many people, their knee jerk reaction is that we provide abortion. Yes, we do. We provide comprehensive reproductive health care for men and women because we want people to be able to actualize their family dreams. But we are so much more than abortion. We can provide education. We can provide accessible, affordable, compassionate health care. We can provide a mission, a cause, if you want, to get involved in, and just know That someone is there in your community who will be there for those who struggle to be able to afford reproductive health care, to have someone listen to their struggles, to have someone point them to the direction they may need for other services. And hopefully that can make you happy that we're there. You can feel like that need is being met in your community. And, uh, you know. Now, how many locations are in Utah? We have eight. Eight locations. Brick and mortar locations. I know one's up at
0: uh, like 600 South.
2: We have in, in the Valley. Yeah, I'm trying um, to remember the
0: location of that We one.
2: have at 10th East between okay. 1st and 2nd South. We have at 9th East between 6th and 7th South. We have out in West Valley, yep. just south of, um, 33rd South between Redwood Road and whatever's west of there in a small complex. We've got, um, on 106 South, just west of the freeway. We've got in Orem, a great facility, which is LEED certified. Oh, um, fancy. Hey, got a garden on the top. <laughs> uh, uh, just off the highway, right next to Human Services in Orem. We have something in Harrison Depot, right across from the D Events Center in Ogden. We've got something in Clock Tower in Logan. And we also have a facility in St. George. Wow, it's um, a good reach.
0: And, oh, but you need something in between Orem and St. George well, still, right? Well, we do.
2: And we do contract providers. Okay. And if you look on the website, we have some contract providers in the state, private providers, who we – make sure that they have some money for their uninsured clients or underinsured clients to get some services. So we've got some of that out in the basin and some of that in Moab. You know, it's hard to support a brick and mortar, but we get as creative as we can. And we also do a little telehealth too. And so they can look on the website, get connected with whatever they need. And we have a call center on the usual business hours during the week who can make sure that they can find what they need and make it work for them. Let's uh, shift
0: gears a little bit. We have a few Salt Lake City questions that we ask everybody that comes through, Carrie. We have family and friends that visit us. I'm sure you have family and friends from Wisconsin that come and visit you here, Carrie. And they're like, show me around Utah. We all have a few things that we like we like to take them, you know, maybe in the mountains or downtown or show them a building, a hike. What's the Carrie tour? Do you have like one or two places you like to take people?
2: Oh, for friends and family. Yeah,
0: friends and family.
2: When they're visiting, I always want to make sure they have some mole okay. at uh, Red Iguana. Best oh, food yeah, here. Yeah. Well, best
0: Mexican food. Yeah.
2: It's it's fun. but. I like to cook at home, okay, and in the summer we do a lot of barbecuing and um I'm a homebody, okay, but uh often when friends have come, we'll go to the Red Rock area, we'll take a um trip down to Zion or we'll do the moab area, okay, and um that's a lot of fun, oh, it's yeah. beautiful and I have to say, I'm someone who always combines pleasure and work. And so if family comes in February, they end up at the chocolate festival in Logan um, that benefits Planned Parenthood. Oh, of if, course. <laughs> well, why not? I right? don't see right. any losers in this situation. <laughs> no, no, except that it, there's usually a storm that night to drive to Logan. But um, other than that, but then there are lots of hotels you can just stay overnight. You know, when back when we skied uh, Were my, you a big skier? I. That's one of the reasons I moved here. But I, I have to say, carrying kids on my back skiing ruined my knees, and I don't like surgery. So we'll just not ski anymore. I do water aerobics instead. so uh, It's a little easier on the knees, right? It is. It's certainly. And you don't have to worry about falling over if your balance gets bad. I love it. And I take people to water aerobics with me. There you go. You know, it's just... Utah is a fun place. Oh, it is. To live. And you can just live here or you can celebrate it, enjoy it. There's a little something for everyone.
0: What about you mentioned Red Iguana? Another question I ask people is favorite local eating spots. Do you have another favorite besides Red Iguana? It's, I mean even when you're when you're visiting some of these planned parenthood locations in Lo- Logan even or or do you have like one or two that stick out to you?
2: Oh, there's um the candy store in Logan, okay, uh, Bluebird Cafe. Oh, it's a regular supper club. Which, being from Wisconsin, that's a nice way to go. <laughs> and so that's a fun place to do. And um, I just enjoy the diners. Yeah, Rays. Oh yeah, is a good place to visit. As you're heading to Moab, you can always figure out a meal. In Green River. Yeah. Uh You know, things like that are a lot of fun.
0: What would you change about Utah if you could? Let's say you had the ability, and this is probably going to be a really hard question for you because you probably have a million things you would love to change. Uh But ask everybody this that comes through.
2: I don't know. Better parking at the Capitol. Okay.
0: I um, agree with that, I actually. think yeah.
2: that at this time of the year. I have to say. I got princess parking yesterday afternoon at 1.30. No kidding. I couldn't believe it. That's impressive. The crown just went up on my head. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cape flowing behind me as I got out of the car. Those little challenges in life really make my day. I don't know that I, I would change anything because I've chosen to live here and this is what we've got. And it provides. No. And I like that
0: answer. Yeah. I've had quite a few too. people that come on the podcast and they're like, you know what? If we change things about Utah, it, it won't be the Utah we love. Yeah. It won't true. be the Salt Lake City true. we love. And I mean, I know there's simple things like our alcohol laws and, and you know, plant with stuff with Planned Parenthood, but but sometimes that fight is what. You, you know, know, it's. I yeah.
1: Know. I mean, everywhere you go, there's, there's the yeah. good and the bad. And that's what makes it that place. Right. Uh, I like that.
0: We've had a blast having you on the podcast, Carrie. While we're kind of wrapping this up. Let's mention the gala again in in oh I like to open it up if is there anything that you want to mention before we wrap this up something you want to tell our listeners you want to give shout outs I don't, you know why we're still recording here well let's start with the gala again that's the 28th of March
2: the one thing I want to say about okay. the gala is this is community supporter sponsored mike Aguilar has an incredible spirit and determination to be able to celebrate events. And the new friends he has brought into Planned Parenthood has just been wonderful. People who never thought about Planned Parenthood before, but Mike brought them in, and um, they're great supporters right now. I have to say to the donors out there who have reached deep as we've lost Title Ten, and face so many challenges administratively for this administration, Uh, they're my heroes. They really understand the power of the pocketbook to make our community the best that we can make it. And for the people I work with, the people I associate with, that's what makes Utah Salt Lake as strong as it is. You know, it's the title of your podcast, I Am Salt Lake, and you can feel good about it when you're connected with Planned Parenthood because you know you're doing the right thing for your fellow community members. And that's what I would bring about Planned Parenthood, what it brings to me, what I hope it can bring to your listeners, other than good health care, good education, a place for advocacy. I wish them good, responsible sex. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, I'm on board. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: and I'll put all the links for the Facebook page and for, uh, your website and all that at IamsaltLake.com with this connect with that. You also, uh, we were talking about that before we started recording. I want to urge the listeners to go check out, uh, the birds and the beehive podcast. Uh, you haven't updated it for a while, but there's some really great back episodes with a lot of really great information. Uh, I know you were on an episode. I want to say the second episode, uh, that you all did on that, but go back, check it out. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this in right now, you can. Check that out as well. Subscribe and download it. Um, Chrissy has a final question she throws out, Carrie. I'm gonna let her throw that out. Thank you again for coming and doing the show. It's been a it's been a blast.
1: Okay, Chrissy. Really has been oh, you're on the spot now. <laughs> so if you could leave our listeners
2: with a life motto or a piece of advice that you live by, what would it be? Get involved. You just can't sit back and expect things to go the way you dream unless you get involved you'll feel so much better about things when you make a difference. So I'd say get involved. Many
1: thanks again to Carrie Galloway for joining us on this episode. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our website, which can be found at iamsaltlake.com 422. That's for episode
0: 422. I want to tell you about a new podcast I'm doing. And I moved really quickly on this one, Chrissy, because if you you, did, if you figure this is episode 422, we had Tim Pickett on episode 420. So after I was done recording with Tim, I was like, oh, my gosh, Tim, I got to do a podcast with you. I would love to do a podcast about cannabis, about medical cannabis here in Utah. So of course I started up Utah in the weeds. It's not available probably tomorrow. We're we're recording this outro on a Sunday. It'll probably by the time you're listening to this, it should be available in Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. Right now it's in Spotify or uh, go to Utah in the weeds on Facebook. You can listen to it on the website there. But uh, it's it's going to be a fun project. You know there are oh, so yeah. many awesome uh, CBD hemp thc and then with the dispensaries opening up here in utah on march 2nd tomorrow monday when this podcast technically releases and the
1: thing is we have such an active community in the cannabis industry in utah it's just starting to take it off the ground right and there's not a lot of information so this is like an amazing podcast that will follow everybody who's a part of the community and you know it'll help with everybody who wants to learn more about medical cannabis in utah
0: exactly and and i don't know was i clear tim pickett's going to be doing the podcast with me yeah your co-host the co-host, oh, the co-host. fabulous co-host. which which is cool because i don't really know him that well right? right you know we just had him on episode 420 but that's gonna it's gonna be cool because hopefully i mean he seems like a cool guy he's like such
1: to, a cool and who wants to like, do another show with your wife right <laughs> hey just because i said <laughs> that in episode
0: one i love doing this i think it's amazing you, Chrissy. i it's,
1: think it's amazing
0: i love doing i am salt lake with you but it was time to start another podcast utah in the weeds if you can go subscribe, go look for it. It should be an Apple podcast any moment. Go find it in Spotify. We're going to have it in all the players. Let me know what you think of it. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with that podcast.
1: It's truly an entertaining
0: show. Uh, It is the first episode of the month. It's March. Can you believe it? Spring is right around the corner. It is time to- No, why is it snowing? Well, yeah, that's today. (laughs) Uh, It's time to give some love to our Patreon supporters, which if you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash Lake. I understand that not everybody can do this. So thank you to those that can. And thank you to those that uh, donate a little bit more to kind of help make up for those of you that can't donate again, that's patreon.com slash I am salt lake. Uh, the link's also on our Facebook or yeah Facebook page and, and website and all that. Anyway, our Patreon supporters. Thank you to John Miller. Uh, thank you, Eric tomorrow. Thank you, Jeff Hadfield. Thank you, Brittany Hemingway. Thank you, Will Dugdale. Thank you, Brandon Hill. Thank you, Alex Santee. Thank you, Nicole Davison. Thank you, Tim Haran. Thank you, Todd Bjorklund. Thank you, Mark Copeland. I'm thanking everybody, Chris. I
1: know. I feel like these are the real um, powerhouses behind our show.
0: Yeah. And then thank you. We got a couple more here.
1: Sana. We
0: got uh, Alan Martindale. We got Brett Schmidt. We got Jay Chambers, Christopher Heiser. Uh, Margaret over there at Dirt in Your Skirt Podcast, uh, Michelle Williams-Stevens, Nikki Line, Three Irons SLC, and Nick Naylor. I think I got all of our Patreon supporters. Wow, we got a great group of people, though.
1: We really do. And what's
0: been really fun lately is I've been releasing the episodes one like I think it's about one week early for a Patreon supporters. So if you're sometimes a, two weeks. Sometimes two weeks. So yeah. if you're a Patreon supporter, you're gonna get our episodes early. You get your own little RSS feed in the whole nine yards. Again, that is patreon.com/slash I am salt like. Even for one dollar, you can become a Patreon
1: supporter. And an insider.
2: And an insider. I am Salt Lake
1: Insider.
0: A badass supporter. <laughs> hey, let's wrap this episode up though today, Chrissy.
1: Sounds good. A few things before we leave. You can subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. We're also on Spotify and Pandora. Just search for I am Salt Lake inside of any of those apps and hit the subscribe button so every episode comes right to your phone when we release it. And also, if you want to support this podcast, you can do that by supporting the awesome businesses at supportsaltlake.com.
0: All right. You guys have a great week. Always remember to support our awesome businesses here in Salt Lake City. Give your mom a call on the phone and we're going to see you right here right next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake.
1: And good night, Grammy.